The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels in 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Hey, what is up? It is your boy, Johnny Mags, back at you once again for another edition of the All Angel Angels podcast. I am joined, as always, with Dan Garcia, and we are at Halo Haven headquarters. We're actually in studio for the first time this year. Yeah. Um, crazy. First time this year and what, like the second time in two years? Seems like it. Yep. Sorry, Chris. Yeah. No, we're, we're back. It's a little warm. It's summertime, but you know, the air conditioner's kicking. And Dog days of summer. Right. Literally. Uh, not a great week for the Angels, obviously. I, you're listening to us. You're watching the game. So uh, we'll get into that right now. But let's uh, let's introduce our new sponsor from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show. And rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot makes a great deal, a yellow dot means a good deal, and a red dot, not so good deal. So use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. Fight Geek, Seat Geeks, life's an event. We have the tickets. Yeah, check out Seat Geeks. So let's get into uh, let's get into it. Uh, not a very good week. We were talking about in the last yeah. podcast, this was a week where the Angels should have picked talk up some about, ground. Yeah, talk about uh, highs and lows. It didn't happen. Obviously, you guys, like I said, you guys have watched the games like we have, and uh, it just wasn't wasn't happening for the Angels uh, as they as we recorded on Thursday. We record on Thursday, yeah. Yeah, we record right? on Thursday. We yep. On Thursday, the Angels are getting ready to play the Ace or the O's, and this was like elemental P's. Yeah, this was the longest game of the season. Obviously, brutal. Six hours and nineteen minutes. Uh, this one was a game where Suarez went four and thirty, gave up four hits, two and runs, a walk, and six Ks against Suarez's inability to get deep into games. Um, We'll talk about that later, even, too. even more so in this game, a game like this, it goes, like you said, yeah. 16 innings. Um, you know, four, you see four and a third, you're like, okay, that's kind of normal what it is. But then when it turns into the the marathon that it did, you're like, man, I really wish we could have caught another inning and a third or inning and two-thirds out of them. It just wasn't happening. So instead of going play-by-play, play, we're just kind of – I'm going to break it down to, like, the main points here. The Angels were down three going into the bottom of the 15th. Johnny was asleep. I was long asleep. I was not Did waiting. Did you even get to the ninth inning? Uh, yeah, I got to the 10th inning. 10th, ooh. Yeah, I ooh. stayed up until about 11.30, and then I was like, ah, I got to go to sleep. This is great. The game ended right. on Friday. Um, bottom of the 15th, uh, or top of the 15th, the eight, the O's score three. Angels down three going into that uh, bottom half of the 15th. 
they actually tied it up. And I believe that's a play where there was a play. Yeah, the the, 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 um, the Fletcher play where they brought people around and, um, you know, Fletcher got called out at the plate. He would have been the walk-off run. Um, a lot of people obviously were really pissed off about it. A lot of people were mad that they felt he was safe. They felt that he was able to get in underneath the tag. But I think, truthfully, it's 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 one of those plays where if it was called safe on the field, it probably would have continued to be safe. It wouldn't have it wouldn't have been overturned. But the same way, I think it got called out at the at the plate. So that means you need undisputable visual evidence. And I just don't think there was any of that from the replays we saw. I don't know what New York or the other guy saw, but I just don't think there was a, a definitive um, angle to show for sure that he was safe. And I think that's what hurt the angels. No, no doubt that I, I looked at the play and I go, man, if he would have been called safe, they wouldn't have turned they, it they over. Turn it over. It. Yeah. It's, it's so. one of those things where it, it, whatever the call on the field is huge because there wasn't enough evidence one way or the other to, to switch it out. And, and some people swear he was safe, swear he was safe. And they, and, you know, whatever. But I, I honestly, I could not think about it at all because I, I honestly thought that if it was flipped the other way and he was called safe, there wasn't going to be anything to overturn it. So, obviously, the Angels tied it. They didn't take the lead, didn't win it. So, in the top of the 16th, uh, the Brewers – or the why do I keep messing up the O's? Uh, O's, B's, A's, L's. whatever. Uh, the O's scored two runs on a home run by, I believe, VR. And then in the bottom of the eight or sixteenth, Steve Wilkerson, their center fielder, comes in to close the game, topping out at a whopping fifty-seven miles per hour. Dude, honestly, I heard a podcast. He was on um, ESPN's Baseball Tonight podcast. I think like two days later, and and he said he did that on purpose because he knows as a center fielder, as a position player, you're seeing ninety-five, ninety-eight, ninety-one all game long, and now here's this fifty whatever or whatever you said fifty-five Ephus pitch pitch, Ephus. and now your timing's all done, and, and you only need three outs. It's not like he's there for five innings that so you can get your timing right. I mean, if if you're so used to just swinging hard at these fast these fast balls right down the middle, I mean, as as a baseball player, you're 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 trained from what high school when you're probably seeing eighty at high school and maybe ninety at the top levels to you know high school or to college and the pros where all you see is 90 now yeah. this dude comes in 55 and you haven't hit 55 since you're in you know little league and now you have to worry about the timing and yeah it was just it was something that could you never know maybe they'll start doing that more often like hey let's throw a 55 out there every once in a while to get their timing off yeah so the angels lose this one 10 to 8 heading into friday's game obviously using all their pitchers canning was and that, used uh, yeah two innings in yeah that the canning 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 and, and i think this was an, an omen for the rest of the week or the rest of the rest. Well, it ended up being the rest of the week, but definitely the rest of the series. Um, yeah. You said use canning the next day starter. So now you're kind of in spot start territory mm. with, with Tropiano getting this start, but yeah. Um, yeah. Canning being used two innings and, and ultimately giving up five earned runs the night before now, or not even the night before. It's like the morning, the morning of hours. Yeah. The morning of exactly. Yeah. So now Tropiano obviously got the call up. Yeah. So he got called up. He went five innings, gave up six hits, seven earned runs, three rocks, three K's. I mean, he struggled right out the bat allowing a run in the first and then six runs in the second. Um, they, they, up, had, they had to they keep had, him, they had to to keep in, him in there. I mean, yeah. At that point, you have no options because well, yeah, they I, use they at yeah at this point you use Buttry, you use Robles, you use all your big guys, and some of these guys already pitched three days in a row. I think Buttry was a three day in a row guy. Uh, Robles was a three day in a row guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Noe Ramirez went home sick on Thursday because they didn't want whatever he had to kind of spread. So he wasn't there for Thursday, and and he wasn't there. I mean, he technically he was there for the Friday game, but how how he felt, how good he felt, how 
effective would he have been was a whole different story. But, um, yeah, it, you were just kind of like, hey, you're going to have to bite the bullet. We need you to sink the eat up innings. And he went five. Like he said, went five innings, gave up seven earned runs off of six hits. So, obviously, walks were an issue. Yeah. Um, the six runs in the second was, was just That's just huge. I mean, the Angels offense did not get on the board until the fifth. And then, right, and that was a thigh and one, and, yeah. thigh one more and in the Upton, ninth. And Upton home runs. That's that was it. it. They lost nine at three. Uh, nothing to write home. They lost nine but at three. It, it like, and like I said, it, you kind of felt after the Thursday game, like, this is going to be a long series regardless of who they're playing just because – they went to played, pretty much played an extra game. They played an extra game, and, yeah. and for a bullpen that's already taxed, and a bullpen that um, has pitched a lot of innings, and I, and I'll, I'll get to it at the end of the week. But you start seeing that, especially with Buttry blowing the save um, on Thursday mm-hmm. in the eighth inning, that kind of again opened up the doors for the, all the marathon game that it was. So moving into Saturday, Angels were hoping to get on the board and, and tie the series up. Um, at least salvage a, a series split. Uh, Dylan Peters got the start. He Again, went another spot start. Four innings pitch, seven hits, two in runs, two walks, two Ks. This one was also a back and forth one. It gave me a little bit like, oh, God, not again. Not another long one. But the know? thing about this one, too, is, and again, like we said, Buttry. Buttry's struggling. Buttry has been really, really, really worked. I mean, he went a third in an inning and gave up two earned runs and got the loss. Yeah. So, again, when your best guys aren't performing because of the usage in the last couple of days, it, it – you know what can you do? You can only play the cards that dealt, and then when that, when that top arm is tired and he needs a day off, or you know can't perform the way he's used to, you're, you're kind of at the mercy of it. That's why they have yeah. 25 man rosters. Uh, the O's would would hold off the Angels State to seven. They would lose. To me, a little bright spot on this was that Cahill went three innings, only giving up one run, he struck off. Right, and I, I, I forgot. I saw it on yeah. Twitter somewhere. Cahill's ERA since. Being moved to the bullpen, I think is sub three. I think it was like two eight or two nine or something hey, like you that. You got to remember, he was a huge part of that Cubs bullpen when they won the World Series too. He was that guy that would come in and kind of, kind of close like well, and, and, six, and, fifth, sixth inning and guy. And not only that, he kind of lost his shot as a starter, I think, as an Angels. And so being on a one year contract now, he's auditioning. Now he's trying to show teams that he is able to. Maybe not start, start, but hey, I can be a guy out of the bullpen and then give you two innings easy. And so that he's almost now additioning for that next team, whether it be the Angels, and they bring him back on a smaller contract as in the bullpen arm. You know, I know fans will probably hate seeing that, but if you can get him at a discounted mind. rate, not for cheap, for cheap. But say if you can get him at a discounted rate and yeah. you tell him right off the bat, hey, you're not starting. Bullpen you're guy. you're the bullpen guy. You're the guy that. Our starter goes four and a third. Guess what? You're pitching two innings this game to get us through um, some hard innings. That's you. If you get that cheap, then I think that's what he's really auditioning for right now because I think his days as a starter, whether it's next year with another team or whatever, yeah, I don't think they're going to come back. Um, So heading into Sunday's game, the best Angels could hope for was to salvage a series by winning one. Pena got the start. He went five innings, three hits, one earned run, three walks, five strikeouts. The Angels will take the lead as they score two in the second, courtesy of Matt Dice. Dice pulls one into the right field corner. Mancini's back. That is gone. Big fly for Matt Dice. And then the Angels, uh, or the O's, would take a 4-2 lead into the top of the fifth. And in the bottom of the sixth, Albert would hit a, his 650th career home yeah, run. Big home, And then wasn't yeah. that the 100th or something like that? Something like that. Yeah, um, with the, and at Angel Stadium. At Angel Stadium. So he ties things up at four. And it would stay that way until the bottom of the ninth when Matt Dice does this. Dice, skies went out toward right center field. Wilkerson moving back at the track, at the wall. Gone! Drive home safely! And the Angels, like I said, would salvage a win in the final 
final game of the series against the A's to avoid the sweep. They win this one five or four. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's Thice, Thice, and Thice. Um, something that I kind of came came from this game. Like I said, he said Pena five innings. Yeah. Um, four runs, but only one earned. He had a fielding error, a throwing error. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that cost those extra runs. But also something to watch out for. Obviously, we're recording this on Thursday, so there's no game going on. So you you know, but his next start is something to look out for. He had a really bad cut. Oh, yeah, on his at the, hand, at, his at, at his thumb, pretty much right below that knuckle, between the first and second knuckle. Um, and the way they were explaining it on, on TV and stuff like that was that his index finger on his throwing hand, so his right hand, is, is long because he uses it to grip the ball on mm-hmm. for his uh, curveball. Helps him with the grip and, and the spin. Well, when he throws his changeup, his off speed, that, that finger tends to slide right, like I said, between the two knuckles on the thumb. Uh-huh. And and over time, the more he throws a changeup because of that finger, it's going to cut. It's right, going to cut. Right, right. So, and I don't know about you, but this is the first time I've ever seen a player leave the game. Not obviously not get um, pulled from the game, but ask the umpire, "Hey, can we get this bleeding under control?" And sure enough, he went to the dugout. They did a little. They wiped it down. They, uh, you know, they can't put. They could not put like a liquid bandaid on because of the whole foreign substance rule. So they had to do kind of wipe it down and, and just kind of hold it and hope it's not bleeding. And through the whole game, it was super obvious from the telecast and stuff like that. So um, for Pena being – and Pena being the only Angel starter that started the season right now that's still in yeah. the rotation, yeah. for him to be that guy. And, and so this is you know, something that the Angels need him to continue being going out there and hopefully the, the thumb cut thing, whatever, uh, isn't too serious. But it's definitely – uh, something to keep an eye out for. For sure. So heading into Monday, they're going to play the Tigers, another team that they should beat. Tigers come into this series with, like, only 30 wins. Uh, Berea got the start. To, he went five innings, four hits, two in runs, five Ks. He didn't pitch bad, but the offense just took off balance, man. Uh, mustering single runs in the fifth and sixth innings. Ty Buttry continues to struggle. Yeah. As of late, allowing three runs in the bottom of the eighth. And this pretty much put the game away when Buttry gave up those three runs. The Angels end up losing this one. Yeah, and, it, and exactly. That was, I mean, Buttry, again, struggling, struggling, struggling. I mean, I don't know. You know, you look at his usage comparative to other relievers in Major League Baseball, and he's maybe in the teens as far as innings pitched. Um, You know, so I don't know as far as those other players how high leverage, low leverage, what their, what their situation is, but you would think Buttree is kind of almost maybe hitting a wall. Um, he's still a young Possibly. arm yep. that needs to develop maybe that kind of stamina f- throughout the season. And, and, and he got picked up super late at the end of the year last year and got called up to the Angels. So he only pitched really a month, month and a half of Major League Baseball last year. Now he's asked to do a, a huge workload and his first real full season with the Angels. Um, you know, you kind of worry that he's hitting kind of a wall. And, and, and you be. hope that um, – you know, they have a day off today. Maybe he doesn't pitch tomorrow. Maybe you kind of save him for Saturday, Sunday, um, and, and see hopefully he bounces back. But, yeah, a, a definitely a tough, tough week for uh, Buttry. Uh, so they're moving into Tuesday's game. The Angels, again, man, they need to get their, their wins any time they can get them. And this one, Canning went six innings, six innings, four hits, no runs, one walk, seven Ks. He looked. He he was looking to bounce back after his last couple of starts. He didn't do just well, and more importantly than just bouncing back, saving the bullpen. And he was yes. able to go six innings, go into the seventh. First so. six inning start yep. since uh, Harvey's last, um, or not his last game, but his last good game. He had one game after that, and then he got released. 
Uh, the Angels would get ahead early in the second when Dice puts them ahead with a two-run home run. And Dice hits one out toward right field, towering shot, chasing Castellanos back near the wall. Gone! Big fly for Matt Dice, a two-run blast, and the Angels have taken the early lead. So, you know, with that, the Angels would tack on three more runs, and in the seventh, Matt Dice adds to his RBI total, driving in one more. As the Angels hold off the Tigers six to one, they needed to get a win. Yeah, At they needed to win. Cause and, and you know what happens with the win? Right now, he'd be saying we're nasty. <laughs> so, heading into Wednesday's game, they're hoping to take the series against the Tigers. Another game where Suarez just cannot get deep into games. He goes four and a third, four earned runs, three walks, no K's. Just a tough game. The Angels just one run and it came in the sixth on who else? And Mike Trout home, home run. Yeah, you um, know the we're offense does not exist. Yeah. The, the offense was non-existent, and the bullpen, the tax bullpen again, while Luis yeah. Garcia gives up Luis Garcia gives five up runs. five runs in one inning. Again, I think that's more of a play at that point where we need you to get at least through this inning. We can't afford to pull you after, like, you know, a third or two-thirds. We need you to get a full inning. You know, you kind of felt once Suarez got out after four and a third, okay, this is the plan. Damn if, if you struggle, but we can't afford to go any more than, than this. So... Um, I, you know, with this off day today, again, rec- recording Thursday, um, you hope that they're able to, to reset. Um, they already kind of resetted their, their pitching, the starting pitching staff with Canning going on Wednesday and, or um, Tuesday and Suarez going yesterday on Wednesday. Now with this off day, you kind of hope that they're able to reset the, the bullpen and give everybody a day off and everybody, some guys even two days off, depending on who pitched that last, um, last game on, on Wednesday. So, um, you know, it, it's it, it's going to be the, kind of like the long haul at this point. It's I've, really going to be really, really interesting to see how the rest of the season goes. Exactly. So that wraps it up for the week. We do have a little bit of news. Angels were busy at the trade deadline. They made a move. Yeah. Um, you know. I'm not upset. We'll, I, I, we figured we'll get into it more because yeah. there's email questions right. about it. But the news part of it is Max Dassey got picked up by the Angels catcher. Um, has played a itty bitty a little bit of first base with the Astros, but definitely most of the most of his time has been at catcher um, for two minor leaguers, both two 18 year olds that played in Arizona. Um, so again, they are kind of they traded two outfitters that are 18 that are long shots to be you know major league players in general, um, especially with the outfield depth thing. Yeah, and, and, and you can you can seriously argue that the outfield is the most is, has the most depth in the Angels farm system with like obviously we got the joe news um Marsh. brandon jones um you know you got you got other guys like corn seal that's still there that's kind of like an in-betweener kind of guy jordan adams jordan adams you got you know they have they have plenty of outfielders you got even tory hunter jr you know but the big thing is you got trout signed for a long-term deal so that you you're guaranteed one outfield position for the next you know however long the 10 years his contract is so now you're you have like pretty much like you said, like five, six guys that play two positions for the next for going forward. So right. losing two 18 year olds that were kind of uh, I don't want to say high risk because you just never know with prospects. They could they could very easily be a, an all star player, you know, in, in four or five years. But you just on with those kind of prospects, you just honestly just don't. And, know. and, and with the depth, they just have a catcher, high level catching. They just don't have it right now. So in order to pick up a guy like Stassi, it's just more depth. Yeah. Yeah. You well. know, and. We'll get to it again. We got emails about this and, and on our um, Twitter and – or not Twitter, on our Instagram and on our um, 
email. So, you know, we'll get to a little more later about as far as what we think. Um, this is a good time, I think, for me to plug. Um, if you are listening to this podcast now, you probably noticed that there's a podcast that dropped earlier in the day. Um, I was able to sit down, not sit down, but oh, I was sitting down. There you go. But I don't know what Rhett was doing. I don't know. He could be standing up on a, on a treadmill. I don't yeah. know. Elliptical. But anyway, um, I was able to talk to Rhett Bollinger again, second time on the podcast. And, and, I, and I said it in that podcast. It's pretty cool when these guys come on for like the second time. Mm-hmm. Makes you feel like, hey, he didn't hate it. Like, right. We did something right. So he came back on. We talked this trade. We talked trades that did not happen. Trades that were close to happening that didn't happen. Um, some Garrett Cole kind of itty-bitty news that's interesting for Angels fans. Um, you know, kind of like what they go for forward uh joe adele news because honestly i literally pushed send on the phone to call him right when the joe adele news broke that he got promoted to triple a so we talked about that and the kind of where you see they see he sees them at you know spring uh september call up next year or whatever but um if you're listening to this definitely go back and listen to the one before this with Rhett bollinger because it is um, a lot of fun and and he knows i mean he he works for mlb.com if anyone's going to be in the know, it's going to be the guy that works for Major League Baseball. So, um, yeah, definitely check it out. Absolutely. So, I don't have anything as far as news. So, yeah, other than to- that, other than the minor trade, um, you know, I, I kind of spoke on it a little bit right now. Joe Adele got called up to Triple A. Uh-huh. He's actually playing tonight. Everyone will think he's going to play tomorrow. He's playing tonight. Nice. So, one step closer to the big leagues, and he was absolutely killing it. In Mobile, once he came back from his injury and he had a five-game stint with, or I think five games, something around there, with Inland Empire. But ever since being up in, in Mobile, he's been killing the ball. And, and, and um, again, if, you, if you're a loyal listener, you you heard our my interview with Taylor Blake Ward and from Locked On Angels. And he said, expect him to move any day now. And, right. and today was the day. So um, other than that, that's um, the news uh, for the Angels today. Awesome. All right, so let's get into uh, – we want to get into uh, the commercials, and then we'll come back. And uh, we have a segment of the show coming. Uh, the return. This this week. It's crazy. I don't know. I don't even know what to do with my hands right now. So Yeah, I don't know. But, I uh, hope he's ready. Yeah, let's get into commercials, and we'll, we'll come back on the other side with Paul and then your favorite segment of the show. Before we go, it's a new season. Antonio Brown is a Raider. Le'Veon Bell is a Jet, and Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. The one thing that doesn't change – where I'm putting my money down and on all the green, all the games. My bookie is the place to bet on football every week, and my bookie has better bonuses and even more prop bets than other sports books. Period. This year, they are hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least a hundred thousand dollars, and it only costs you a hundred dollars to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb up the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me. My bookie has live in-game betting and on every NFL game. They've got the most reward player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the under over on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and get up to 200 in free bets. Use promo code ANGELS to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use promo code ANGELS when creating your account to claim your bonus. Bet, win, get paid. That's MyBookie.ag.
Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back. Thank you to our sponsors, Groom Goon, www.epicradiotv.com, and of course, my bookie and um, SeatGeek. All right, so every week we do have a segment on the show. Daniel, go for it, man. Yeah, so like you said, every week we are try to at least every week put a question up on our Twitter. That's Halo underscore Haven, um, and we try to ask you guys get your guys' opinion on things. Uh, and honestly, like for the past, I would say month, we're getting actually a really good response, a lot of votes, which is cool to see that this is kind of growing and this is kind of doing its thing, and and people are, are um, giving their opinions, not only voting but are commenting on it. So that's really cool. So this week. Um, uh, trade deadline week. I asked with uh, Billy Epler's contract is coming up. Is he on the hot seat? 66% of the people said no. 34% of the people said yes. Where do you sit on this? No. Um, I think for... There's a lot of people who are kind of seeing just the negative part of Epler's signings. Oh, Harvey wasted all that money and Harvey wasted all that money on Cahill, but they don't seem to acknowledge the fact that with the things that he's done for the farm system that's only going to make this team better moving forward the acquisitions of of goodwin and and um la stella stuff like that but more important than anything the farm system i mean it went from dead almost dead last to top five to top 10 depending on where you you look at and you know joe adele and brandon marsh and we've talked about these farm guys down at the farm it's billy epler billy epler um has done a good job of building a core foundation and you need time for it to happen. We've talked about it on the podcast. This team either tanks and be and is really, 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 really bad, or they're doing what they're doing right now and then eventually build up. So you got you got to take it. You got to look at it and say, well, they got to go one way or the other, and at least we're not terrible. Yeah, exactly. I'm the same way. I voted no. Um, you know, like I said, we're getting a lot of comments, or I'm going to say a lot, but we're getting quite a bit of comments on our Twitter from the poll question. So. Um, our buddies at Talking Halos, again, another really good podcast that's out there. Uh, they just flat out said nope. Um, you know, so another guy, uh, Ryan DePaul, at Ryan DePaul, has, he has, he says he has rebuilt the farm, but considering it was dead, F and dead FL, DFL, that wasn't that difficult to do. The Otani signing was great, but he also um, has, he also had several dozen of poor decisions. Cahill, Harvey, Cody Allen just took up two. Twenty-eight million dollars. One year before he even before we even talk about Bohr, Borges, Cozart, etc. One year. Meh. 
So what do you think? One year. That's all I'm saying. Those contracts were all one year contracts. This team. What did you want the? What did you want Emperor to do? Go out and get guys just to get them? I mean, there was the depth at the free agency market in the last few years wasn't that great. It, we weren't going to get players that were going to you're going to sign for two three year deals who are, you know, in their prime. Well, you're going to go out and get a 33-year-old guy just because he has a name for himself. And, and yeah, I, all, everything that he just mentioned, all the bad stuff, are one-year contracts for transition players. Players who are just going to be filling guys till they're able to sign somebody at, on, you know, at the free agency market. Somebody they can lock up for a couple of years. Someone who's in the prime of their career. These guys are fillers for uh, players who are going to come into the system like Joe Adele, Brandon Marsh, who eventually will be key members of the Angels or even trade chips. So, um, yeah, I, I just I disagree with everything he said in yeah. that email. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, and, and no, and it, it's cool. It was a comment on Twitter, but it's cool. Um, a comment on Twitter, sorry. But no, no, and I agree too. Rebuilt the farm. Like I'll go point by point. Rebuilt the farm system, but it was last. But do you know how hard it is to? Build a farm system when you're not tanking and getting those high draft picks. Right. You're not so you're, being I mean, terrible. You have to build. There's not a guarantee that you're going to hit on those draft picks. Right. So you have to have good scouting. Great scouting. You gotta, and you have to, you, have to, um, you know, uh, you, be confident in who you're drafting and, and let them develop. I mean, like you said, the the Cahill, Harvey, Cody Allen, taking up $28 million, that's great. But you're also forgetting about the Listella. I mean, if he doesn't break his leg, and and you know that's no that's no one's fault. I mean, that's He's something all star. Yeah, you, that's nothing that you can. But right. Lestella bargain basement, Goodwin bargain basement. Um, you Luke know, uh, Trout is an angel for life. I I don't. I just think Otani. Otani. Like I just think there's a lot of stuff that it's easy to point out the negative, but yeah, it's also very easy to point out the positive and realize, hey, everyone was so concerned about Trout. Trout this. Trout that. Trout's gonna leave. Trout's gonna go to Philadelphia or New York. And that never even came close to happening because he signed with a year left on his contract. And, and, and honestly, if 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 he didn't re-sign Trout, then yeah, I think you're right. I think if that extension didn't happen and you're going into an offseason where Trout's like, okay, well, now I'm gonna now yeah, definitely his, his his he'd be on the hot seat. But seeing that he got that, he got Otani, um, he built the farm system. But you, I, anyone that wants to go back and listen to any kind of interview Trout's done since the since. The extension, he's always mentioned the farm system and seeing the young talent that's coming up, and that's not by accident. Absolutely. So to be, yeah, that's it. I can understand the frustration, and that's but, all it is. It's frustration, which yeah. is completely understandable. But that's very pigeon. That's very pigeonholed, though. Like that's just right now. Yeah, not looking. Long you're not. Term. You're not looking. You're not looking at a year or two from now, and and you have to. You you really do have to. You look at any world championship team, and they have a core foundation, or even the teams right now that are making a move to, to the playoffs. You know, you got the Yankees who have a core guys who came up to the system, D.D. Gregorius, Gary Sanchez, um, Aaron Judge. The core is a farm system. The, the Braves, a team who I really like, they've got a lot of guys on their team that were farm system guys that came up through the system. You need that core foundation. It's got to start somewhere. The Angels had none of that. And now you look at it, and it's rated one of the top five in, in Major League Baseball. Very easily, yeah. Well, I don't know about top five. Wow. It's like between 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 like top five to top ten, depending on depending on what website you go on. No, they're like well, see that's the thing. In the beginning of the year, yeah, but now that you have and this is what Hurst Angels and Tony Bean not a prospect anymore. Well, he wasn't a prospect this coming into this or the year. Last year. But no, uh, they're, you know, they're in the, they're like fifteen, sixteen right now because Canning has graduated. True. 
Uh, Berea. When, when Hifo has graduated, um, Jaime, I don't think Jaime, uh, Suarez. I, I don't think Jaime or Suarez have enough innings pitch. I think okay. they're still considered prospects. Same thing with Dice. Okay. But when your top pitcher that was a top 100 guy, yeah, he, he, he graduated. That's going to hurt. Um, Brandon Marsh uh, injured himself this year. So when the mid-season rankings came out, he dropped out of the 100. So that hurts. Um, that's strictly injury, not really right. performance-based. No performance. um, and that just kind of shows, too, trade deadline wise there, there wasn't a lot of prospects for for the angels to go out there and trade and and, and a not big name. guys you want just want to give up you know they're still very young you look at the guys the angels have and they're young so all right so moving in it's 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 about that time a the long-awaited return of the curators chronicles let's go It truly is a beautiful day for a ball game. Too bad your, our angels are off today, but that's okay. Uh, this is another edition of the Curator's Chronicles. Uh, coming with you uh, from 21 days before I was born, August 1st, 1982. Uh, this is off the Angels website, so we're cheating a little bit. Um, but this involves uh, Doug DeSensei's. So Doug DeSensei's had one of the greatest weeks in Angels baseball history. Uh, began the week August 1st through 8th, and he was awarded AL Player of the Week honors. In that span, DeSensei's hit 500, 12 for 24, eight home runs, including three in one game twice wow. in one week. Wow. Imagine that. 10 runs scored, 12 RBIs. No other player in AL history has connected for three home runs in a game twice in the same week. So pretty impressive stats coming greatest, coming from greatest Doug Greatest angel, DeSenseis. third baseman of all time? Yes or no? Doug DeSenseis. I mean, you'd have to probably go with uh, Gloss, just like we were talking about before the show. Just because Gloss had that power and he was part of the, you know. But I think world, if you look at world their champion. numbers as angels, I think DeSenseis' numbers are probably better. I'm not saying that they are. I'm, not, I'm, oh, I'm no, assuming we have to pull are. that up. <laughs> we need I mean, a, where's the stat boy at? Because he, because he was a guy who, uh, he was a power guy for the Angels at third base. He, he, you know, he he would hit 20 to 30 home runs a season. So I don't know. I remember him growing up. I more distinctly remember Jack Howell, but you know. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, but thinking about Desense, as we talked about, of course, a few years ago, he um, tax, fraud. tax tax fraud, tax evasion uh, charges. But it's always uh, I don't know about you. When you think about Desense, you always think about that iconic. I have that Sports signed. Illustrated yeah. cover with him and Gritch. Probably Gritch high fiving, high fiving in the air. That's pretty awesome. I heard they had a fallout. I don't really? know if they um, mm. are talking again. Um, but if you're uh, if you're live on Instagram, you can see we got the Doug DeSensei's ball right there, um, and then he also did the inscription for the years, his years on the Orioles, and then his years on the Angels, his five year five year career. Um, one thing, now that I'm looking at this ball, um, they don't do that anymore. What inscribe their years? No, they don't. They don't do the American yeah. League ball and the National oh, no, League no, ball. No, it's a major. League That's like baseball. a forgotten forgotten thing. So it's Nash. It's American League ball or Major League ball with the commissioner. But that's a Bobby Brown ball. So you know that kind of dates it just from there. So when that was autographed, it's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty nice. All right. So 
All right. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Curator's Chronicles. I don't know if you can see that live on on Instagram, but I am wearing that Shohei Otani <laughs> pretty sweet Hawaiian shirt. I wanted to show that off for you all. Um, we kind of had a debate if that's culturally appropriate. Um, <laughs> but, hey, we didn't make it, and um, we'll go with it. All right. Cool. Let's go. All right, you just listened to another edition of The Curator's Chronicles, coming to you live from Halo Haven headquarters in Riverside, California. All right, so let's wrap up this show with our email questions of the week. We'll get it kicked off with a very loyal listener listener in Lamar, Washington. Uh, Wow, from the high... Okay, wait, from the high of... From the high of taking the series from the Dodgers to the lowest losing the series to two of the... Two worst scenes in the American League. Man, today's game was terrible. I guess it was yesterday. They did not look at all into it. The offense struggled as much as the pitching. Yeah, I mean, you were kind of you kind of touched on it off air about the the uh, momentum swing, the the adrenaline kind of just dying off for the Angels there. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, we kind of th- we're, again, we're talking before the podcast. Um, you know, you don't you don't want to keep on bringing it up, but it's kind of one of those things after the the Skaggs death. Um, this team. Adrenaline had to be flowing, had to be peaking, especially after the wins at L.A. But anyone that's ever been around sports is known that you can only maintain that high kind of emotional peak for so long. And then after, um, you know, a certain time, there's going to be an adrenaline dump. There's just, it, it, I mean, it's it's nature. It happens. And I think between that and, and it just looks bad with the teams that they're playing, but I, I just honestly think they could have been playing literally anybody at any time, but it just seems like they're tired, their, their emotions are spent, and and honestly, like as a fan, who can who can blame them for everything that's going on? It's not something that is normally um, goes on in a season for anybody. So for them to have a hard time, you know, kind of controlling their emotions, I don't think that's anyone's fault because it's just like I said, it, you never expect anything like that um, when a season starts. Absolutely. All right. Next email comes from Duncan Healy. Dead Horse, Alaska. Hey there, guys. Very frustrating to see the Angels lose games to teams that that bad. I know it's the ups and downs of baseball, but it doesn't make it any easier. They had a chance to take advantage of a situation, and they just didn't. You guys are right. This team is a 500-ball club. Husa namaste. LOL. Frustrating, no doubt. Yeah. We're all frustrated. Um, we were hoping that they'd win these games against teams that they should be beating. They didn't. They got to they gotta move forward to keep it competitive. I'm happy. Like I said, all season long, I'm a I'm broken record here, but 500 ball club at best. I just want to see competitive, be, have them be competitive moving forward. No, I completely agree. Yeah, that's the one thing you have to hope for, that um, they are competitive and, and they can, um, you know, make the season interesting. But coming into the year, and, and I think we both said it, you're more than likely going to always be um, a, f- a 500 team. This team's going to be three or four games above, not really going to be the type that's going to be 10 games up. So, yeah, it's definitely one of those teams that um, – or one of those times where you just wish that you know, things came out different, but it's just hard with everything going on, like I said, with the with the passing and the, the guys getting super up. You know that sooner or later it's going to be down. So hopefully now, um, kind of like we were saying earlier, you hope that they are able to um, – level themselves, I guess, is a good way of putting it, um, 
and and are able to um you know keep themselves uh, competitive yeah and, and normalize i guess is a good way of putting it too all right next one comes from lauren cod another little lesson i haven't I think i've read one from lauren in a while beyond frustrated with the week the angels just had losing five of seven from really bad teams some guys here are acting like the sky is falling i know i was one of the guys here calmed me down by telling me this what did you expect the team isn't really that good and if they miraculously do make it into a game wild card spot uh, how much damage can they really do that actually did relax me and took me down for a few notches reminded me of how how what you guys talk about however so frustrated Shout out to Rodrigo for calming me down. Yeah, again, it's just one of those things where you know it's not perfect, but you know you have to make kind of make do with what what's going on, and, and, and it, it sucks. It sucks because there was a lot of hope, but um, reality's reality's a bitch. I mean, I don't know how to put that, but you know, like I said, they're a 500 team. Um, we the pitching we talked about a little bit, I think yesterday. Between Suarez, Suarez and, and, and Brea, they are super, super raw right now. You could tell that they're, you know, maybe not ready. And if things were different with this season, they might not even be in rotation. If if the Cahill and Harvey thing actually work out somewhat decent, now I'm saying they perform great, but if they were um, manageable, then you would think that uh, something like, you know, they those guys wouldn't be in there. So um, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it, it – it, you know, whatever. It's just hard to say what this team's going to be when when you're not sure about the pitching. Yeah. Um, again, we're on, on Instagram live, so one, I was asked questions earlier in the day. So one question I asked, uh, one question that came through yesterday, uh, or not yesterday, earlier today, is King uh, Junior or King J Ray asked who should be our everyday starting catcher, Luke Roy or Stasi. Mm. Hmm. I mean, I understand the question just because Luke Croy is not a guy who, who moving forward, I think, is going to be on this team. I don't know what Stassi's contract is or how young he is or how old he is, so probably younger. Good thing obviously. you asked because I have that information. So if he's younger and he's the guy that the Angels are kind of looking to be a, a, a part of this team, then obviously Stassi. But if the Angels want to be really competitive, I think I think Luke Croy brings a lot of veteran leadership to the team. And when he's hot, he can get streaky and, and kind of – do some things offensively that you probably wouldn't get from another catcher. So, I don't know. That's a tough question. I can't really answer that one. Max Stasi is 28 years old, free agent. And I think this is, and this is a big part of why they signed him or why they traded for him. I'm sorry. Um, free agent at the – not till 2023. Ah, okay. So, you got about another full three years of control. He's only making just under $600,000 this year. Um, again, he's 28. Luke Roy is in his – Early three, I think he's 32, yeah. 33. Yeah. Um, he's making 3.35 this year. From when, again, another one of those one-year contracts. Um, defensively, and, and and I think this is a big point, offensive catchers are super rare. So to think that every team is going to have an offensive catcher because that was the main thing when, when the signing or the trade happened was like, why are you getting a catcher that can't hit? Well, it's not like the catchers that we had now were really killing the ball. Right. So, ooh, wow. Um beer yeah um so anyways i forgot my train of thought but no um max sassy defensively is an upgrade um part of the struggles they had against uh the orioles was that the fact that the orioles were able to steal 10 bases on the angels so when you're constantly putting guys in motion and constantly putting guys that maybe are singles now they're in scoring position 
that puts a lot of pressure on pitching staffs and, and, and everything else. So um, the fact that they couldn't throw out a, pit, uh, a base runner to save their lives has yeah. something to do with it. Um, he's a great defensive guy, a lot better defensive than what we than the Angels have already. Um, framing pitches is a big deal with catchers now, and he's like at the top five in framing pitches and making what should be ball strikes. So, again, I think um, – I, I, I kind of think Stasi is going to be that because – you have him until 2023, so you have to figure out exactly what you do have. Um, another question I asked uh, Rhett uh, Bollinger of MLB.com, so if you haven't checked out that podcast, listen to that one also because um, we talk about it and he gives his opinion on it. So definitely something to um, to look out for. But I think at first they might go 50-50, but I think over time I think Max will probably get more of the everyday – even, not even everyday. When I say the majority of the at-bats, I'm saying like – Three out of five days kind of deal. Right. Next email comes from Edward Vizcaino. With the Astros moves, does this pretty much mean that they knew? I think think you said that they knew or that they were letting Garrett Cole walk away. And do the Angels have a legit shot at him? What do you think? Funny thing. I I talked to Red Bollinger about it today on the podcast from earlier today. So I won't tell you what he said. Um, cause he actually gave us some really good insight on it. So definitely listen to that. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, not only that, but the pitching coach now was the, was a, was a minor league development coach for them. So right. obviously not the pitching coach that w- worked with Cole, but a guy connected to the, connected to the organization and a guy, um, connected to, um, the, the, the Astros. So I think honestly with Granky being signed and that huge, huge, huge number that he brings with them. Um, yeah, Cole, I think it's going to go to the free agent. And I think the angels need to put kind of like the all, uh, full court press on them and, um, and, and, and go after it and, and be able to, you know, solidify that top of the rotation kind of guy. Yeah. Young. And we know what he can do. Uh, Last email that comes to us from allangelspodcast at gmail.com comes from Trevor Billings. He said, hey, guys, saw that Joe Adele got moved up AAA. Anyways, see him as a September call-up. I don't think so. I think a lot of it has to do with, like, um, service time stuff, I think. Um, I don't even know if he breaks camp with the Angels next year. I think, again, remember what the uh, Blue Jays did with uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. where he didn't make the team out of spring training because of the service time stuff and how the contract works. I don't know exactly what Joe's contract is. But I just don't see him being the guy till maybe maybe next year, maybe next year. This year for sure, I don't think so. What do you think, Daniel? I'm kind of going to hold to what I think because what I think and Red think are the same thing. And guess what? I asked them. Now, I, uh, no, I asked Red the same question, and we are pretty much on the same train length as uh, train track as far as that thought. Um, it's great news for Joe. Joe deserves it. He's like I said earlier, he's been killing it. Um, but you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I agree with Red and tell you guys to go check out that podcast. Um, so again, we're on Instagram live. And so I asked questions earlier. And, um, so one of them from angels, angel central underscore said, who was better? Who was better player? Reggie Jackson or, or Reggie? Yeah. Reggie Jackson or Bo Jackson. So we were talking about this off air. And if you're going on better ball player, as far as just talent wise, you got to go with Bo Jackson. Uh, his, cause he knows, well, yeah, he knows everything, but his career was shortened due to injuries because of playing football. The dude played football at a very high level and played baseball at a very high level, and we never got to see him play full, a full season, a full season of, of major league of e- baseball, or, or not or full season, a full career of either. Yeah, I mean, um, but baseball wise, I mean, Reggie Jackson was a po- strictly power guy. 
hit a lot of home runs, but he struck out a lot. So uh, Reggie is definitely Hall of Fame deserving. He's probably one of the greatest Yankees of all time. I don't know if he's one of the greatest Angels of all time. He had maybe two good years with the Angels, but um, that's a tough question because Reggie Jackson was my first favorite baseball player as like a little bitty kid. That little bitty kid that knows nothing, Reggie Jackson was my guy. I would even do the whole this thing. And uh, Reggie Jackson is my dad's favorite favorite baseball player. So I have kind of biased towards Reggie. But, man, I just remember the Bo Jackson hype machine. And I'm a Bo guy, man. I had the Bo Bo shoes and everything. So Bo Jackson. And, again, yeah, that's just one of those unfortunate things where you never saw him fully – develop into either one of them and he, and he could have had a really good career especially later on in his career maybe just being strictly just a dh and in, in, in baseball being with the royals um you know so i'm gonna say bo was just a better athlete but i mean the careers are what they are so you're gonna have to say reggie right. just because obviously yeah, yeah. just because it's, it's 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 longer it's it's um it's you know it, he had a career so definitely that um the next one i'm gonna i'm gonna go over from our Instagram live is um, from Ryan Baltazar. He was there last last week, so it was cool to see him back again. If the Angels are not an option, who would you like to see win the World Series? Atlanta Braves. Um, I just like the core group that they have. They made some really good moves to solidify themselves. Ronald Cunha Jr. is a great player. I don't know. I like the Braves a lot. I really like the Braves. They, they are super. I, when I went down to San Diego a couple of weeks ago, that's the team the Padres played was the Braves, and they are exciting. They're like you said, they're young. They have a lot of um, kind of energy around them. Acuna is, is is incredible, so it would it would be awesome to see them, um, you know, win the World Series or at least even get to it. So that that's some, definitely something that uh, I would like to see. No, no more. No, we got more. I, just, I, just, I saw you looking at your phone, so no, I, no. Didn't, I didn't know nope. uh, if you had anything. So we got Joe underscore Salvador, uh, S-A-A-V-E-D-R-A 12. I like the 12 at the end. If we look into the future, you think the Angels can win it all next year? Ooh, no. It's just hard for me to, to like, even if they got Garrett Cole or – you know, made some key acquisitions. It's just hard for me to say, yeah, they're world champion. They haven't even played a game yet as a 2020 team yet. So I'm just going to say no, but anything can happen. I think the team's going to be drastically better. They're going to make moves. I talked about it on a lot of fan forums where this team, I think, is going to be in play for like a Garrett Cole. They, they're, they're, they've kind of held, they've held back on signing key guys for certain reasons. The Angels didn't go out and jump the gun and sign guys like they did in years before just because they had a name or, or they were available to them. They've kind of stayed pat. They've got the money to spend. They got a good young core group of guys that are going to be coming up. So I do think this team will be drastically better, only going to get better. They know what moves they need to make. They're going to have some guys coming off of contracts. So they'll be able to spend money. And, and you never know what Billy Epler can do on the trade trade market during the offseason as well. So to, to say they're going to win the World Series – no, they're not a favorite because right now they're not just not that team. But you never know coming into 2020. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think they take a step next year. I think they are a playoff team. Um, a lot of it's going to have to depend on how the Astros are next year because let's just say Cole switches teams and he goes straight from um, 
he goes from you know the Astros to the Angels. Great, they still going to have Verlander. They're going to have Granky. They're going to have Aaron Sanchez. Where we haven't even mentioned that trade they got. Um, granted, they're not going to have a lot of depth in their farm system, but they're going to have three really good pitchers and a, and and you know Wade Miley is another guy that's probably I think it's going to be there. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how the division goes. But I really do think that Angels. This year, I thought they could compete for that second wild card spot. I think next year they can for get sure. they can get, get that. Yeah. They can, I think they can get that second wild card spot. I mean, if all the moves happens that you think is going to happen, um, or you hope that happens, I, I, they could can, should get that second wild card spot. Even maybe not even the first spot. Um, but as far as like a division World Series type, I don't know about that because again, you have Astros. You're going to see how the other um, young teams are going to be doing. But um, they should definitely. I I definitely think they should make a playoffs. You know, whether it's a first wild card, second wild card, or something like that, I don't know. But I think they should definitely be able to get into that that part of, of the standings where they're the, and the, in and, the middle of it. And the other thing I think next going to next year, they know that there's some holes that need to be filled, you know, in the lineup. I think, like, I think that Cozart experiment is pretty much going to be over. I know it's final year of his contract next right, year. Right, yeah. I think but Cozart, they know that, yeah. that he's not the guy to look and at And I think Thice being I – mean, if Thice continues to have the year he's had – with his versatility playing both corner positions, right. um, I think that's a guy that you have to keep up. Right. You have to let him keep Develop. on developing, especially if he finishes this season on a hot streak. Um, Cozart, I mean, you can't really flip him for anything because he hasn't played in the last pretty much year and a half. So you, you can't really ask for a whole lot. But um, it's cool to see the young players developing and being on the team now, like a Fletcher, like a Renhifo, like um, a Thice. Um, uh, you know, joking to Triple A and now being one step away, so um, it's definitely cool. They're gonna it's gonna be cool seeing um, what's going on with the Angels next year when a lot of these young players are gonna be competing. Uh, Griffin Canning's gonna have another year of, under his belt and see how he matures and see how if Suarez and Barea can take that next step because that's gonna be a big part of next year's um, development as a team. Absolutely. So a lot to look forward to for next season. I do think there'll be players this year. There's guys actually out there this year that they, they should be going after as opposed to the last couple of years. I think there was the free agent market wasn't guys that you wanted to throw money at. And I think we can both agree on that. You know, like well, high even, goals the, well, well, even even this year, that's the hard part. And that's why you kind of, I feel like you have to go all in on, on Garrett, Garrett Cole. Cole. Yeah, yeah. Because absolutely. after him, there's not there's not. Well, anything. there's guys there's guys that they can get. But, but no, not, but no not, one yeah. no one that's going to be Crucial. that number yeah, one yeah. guy that you're looking right. for. It's going to be a bunch of guys that are going to be like threes and fours. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. But there's, after Cole, there's not a number one out right. there. But he can make a huge difference. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why I'm saying you put him in a room with, with Trout, with Otani. And the with, Angels have the money. They have, they the, have money. the money. No, no, no. And that's, and that's the biggest thing. People want to say like, oh, they spent $28 million on these guys. Great. They're one-year deals. Yeah. Now, let's guess what? They're gone. Let's put that 28, yeah. throw you know, another 4 or $5 million on there, make it 32 and give it the call for next year and, and the year after that. And, and the year that's after why that. I don't worry about people always get so worried about they spend so much money on these people. One year contracts. Um, there's a saying, there's no such thing as a one year contract. They did. They didn't lock them up for you. You don't owe them money for the next two, three years. They're done. Wipe your hands clean. We can go get Garrett Cole next year if we wanted to, if they really tried to. You, you roll the dice and, and you crapped out, but guess what? Now you're coming off a of fresh um, kind of payroll. So now you can, like you said, go after Cole and, and hopefully go pick him up and get um, that front line starter that the Angels really need. And guess what? Otani's pitching next year. So you're almost, by default, you're gaining a pitcher next year whether you and sign Griffin a guy. And Canning is probably going to be your number three. Right. That's if, great. If, if you go Cole, Otani, 
Canning. Suarez. I mean, even if... Miley, if they pick up a Miley. Well, Pena. Roark's going to be a a free agent next year that can fit in that three to four range very well. Um, You know, Pena's pitching really well. And if he does... And he might, you know, depending on how he finishes the season... He might deserve that shot to break camp in the rotation again, and 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 if he's like your four or five, then I think you have a really good rotation right now. Pena is like the two, and you can't have a good rotation with Pena being a two. Yeah, and let's not forget the bullpen's getting better with Keenan Middleton and J.C. Ramirez. Next year will be ready to go and locked and loaded. Luis Garcia making. Am, am I the only one? And I'll ask you this, but I am not. People are concerned about the bullpen also, but I am not super concerned about it going into next year because of the fact that they found guys like a Robles that wasn't yeah. Yeah. really well known. They found a butt tree that they were tr- able to get. For- so in my eyes, I'm thinking, okay, they might be able to find this these these guys in the, the, the bullpen guys a lot easier than they're able to find starting pitching guys right? because they have done it already. So, you know, like I said, Middleton's coming back. Wow. And, and Robles, you know, Robles, butt tree. Cam, we'll see what they do with Cam. Cam's kind of like always been that question mark, but he's been really, really hot. He's been really, really cold, so it depends on what they want to do. But I'm not so much worried about the bullpen more so than, than the starting pitching well, for sure. I'm not worried. I'm not worried because if they do go out and get a Garrett Cole and a Tanner Roark, that makes the rotation by leaps and bounds better, and it saves the bullpen. If this bullpen wasn't pitching the amount of innings it's been pitching, every other how yeah. good they, they they're good enough as it is. But imagine if they were pitching what a normal bullpen would be pitching. Uh, they'd be great. Yeah, and you kind of so, saw in the beginning of the year where, um, you know, where where they were dominating in the beginning of the year when everyone's fresh and everyone's, um, you know, competing at a high level. And they dominated, and you saw that. Now, just got to figure out a way to get them rest the whole way through. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, that's all we got as far as questions. Again, you guys can email us at any time at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. And on the Instagram and Twitter, it's Halo underscore Haven. So if you have any questions for us on there, go ahead and shoot us a question. We'll try to answer your questions on the podcast or when we go on Instagram Live as well. Halo underscore Haven. Um, I got nothing else. Let's see. You got something, Daniel. Just an update real quick on Joe Adele. Single uh, singled for his first AAA hit in the second. He is now one for two as awesome. we speak. So, again, good things happening with Joe in AAA. And this is a guy that the Angels are going to – I mean, if you have two all-stars in the outfield – you know, uh, it's going to help out a lot. But, yeah, so. That uh, saves the pitching as well. That saves pitching as well because if you get a big enough lead, you don't got to worry about that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's it for us today. Um, again, like you said, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. It's all the same, Halo underscore Haven. Um, if you listen to us on, on on the iOS, on Apple Podcasts, give us a, rate us, review us, um, leave a comment, help us kind of spread the word to the other people looking for an angel podcast because there's a couple out there that are really good but you know there's definitely not enough to um i guess be a big presence in the apple podcast world so definitely give us a review give us um, a comment um again i said it before i'll say it again five stars means we're doing a really good job five stars means we're doing a really bad job so um you know rate accordingly um yes yeah so um and i found out today we're on iHeartRadio. I saw that. I thought you knew already. Yeah. yeah. I, I found that out. I was kind of doing a cast box. And I don't ca- know what that I, yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. Johnny's all on the new, like, new kids. Yeah. So we're on iHeartRadio app. Um, that one's a little more digging. I, I found out you got to, like, 
go Angels Podcasts, all Angels Podcasts, put like all podcasts and then scroll down a little bit and you'll, you'll see us. But um, yeah, definitely the easiest way to do it is Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You type in our name and boom, we or pop Google up right Podcasts away. too. We're right. on there. So, as well, so. Um, there's no excuse why you shouldn't be listening or, exactly. or at least um, telling a friend to listen. Because and, and we promise the curator will be on more often. Yeah, and we'll probably be in Halo Haven more often too. I so, um, you know, next season because <laughs> we got a month to two months left. Absolutely. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for us. I am Johnny Mags. I am Down Garcia. And you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.